My guest tonight, Pamela K. Kinney, is going to be talking about werewolves, dogmen, and other cryptids. We'll be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. How's everybody doing? We finally got a long weekend. I'm going to be doing some fun stuff. I don't know about you, but boy, I have big plans this weekend. We'll see how that plays out. Murphy's Law, right? My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Hots Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have, if you have or you think you have a paranormal need, we can get to you. It may take us a couple days. California is this huge state. You know, I know a lot of people think California, you know, Beach Boy songs, right? You know, surfer girls and all that good stuff. It's kind of like Hawaii, right? Lots of beaches. Well, we do have beaches, but we also have a lot of areas that have farmland and have deserts and mountains. So, like I said, it's a huge state, and uh, it may take us a couple days to get you. And, then, you know, if it does happen that you're in an area where it'll take us a couple days, we do have psychics and mediums on staff who can call you. And if what's going on in, in your home or a business or whatever is paranormal, they can calm things down until we can get out there. So if you want to find us, just Google us, and you can find us anywhere. California Haunts Radio, California Haunts, we're everywhere. Every kind of social media. That being said, if you are watching from Facebook tonight, and a lot of you are, and you like what you hear, please be free to be sure to hit that follow button. Always looking for followers, we are. Also, during the show, show, show me some love. You know, to go ahead and chat in the chat room. Give me some thumbs up, some hearts. I still can't get the right notion on that one. You know, just smiley faces, whatever. Just, just show me some love and, and comment. Because what that does is it puts us higher. It gets, well, it gets the attention of Facebook to begin with. And so it puts us higher in, in their FYP, which distributes us out to more people. Same thing with YouTube. Check out our YouTube channel. There's over 900 videos sitting over there. They're all of the show. Um, I like to do different topics. Uh, I'm, I'm a journalist. That's what I do for, for my real job. Uh, I'm a journalist, and I like to do different topics, not just uh, ghostly stuff and, and cryptids and stuff. Uh, just a good example was yesterday we were I was talking with, with, with Erica Cyrano about plastics and how, and how they're harming the, us and the environment. So I like to do things like that. So check it out. Uh, you know, you can peruse. I'm starting to put everything in files and your topics because it is when you get on there, even I get a headache when I look and see all those videos and try to figure out what, what the hell is on there. So like if, like if you like a medium Nancy Matt, she's got her own file. If you're, if you're into cryptids, there's a file for that. So you can go down through, through those files. And that being said, really quick, really quick, really quick, medium Nancy Matt will be back with us on her usual day on next Friday. She had a night off tonight, so that's why we had her on Monday. So um, I'll be glad. So that's what's going on with her. Don't panic. She's not ill or anything. She just has a night off. All right. Same thing for YouTube. If you like what you see in here and you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button. It doesn't cost anything. I'm really active in the YouTube community, so uh, I'll be putting messages and stuff over there about, about future shows and all that good stuff. Also, thumbs up, smiley faces, that kind of thing. Uh, again, because it works the same way as Facebook does. Uh, the more you do that, the more you comment in the chat room, the more, the, the higher they put us out on their computer FYPs to get us distributed to more people. And if you're sitting at home tonight, and most of you are at dinner time, and some of you guys on the East Coast might just be getting home and kind of settling in for the night in front of the fire with your slippers on or whatever. Uh, if there's anybody else in the house that you think might be interested in this show, you know, if you like it, just take it. Come on in. There's this really cool little show out there. Okay, that being said, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics tonight, and that's cryptids, uh, especially the dogmen. The dogmen fascinate me because I've heard a lot of stories. Um, you know, there's, there's there's a lot of Native American areas out here in California, and uh, it, you can talk to, you know, a lot of them, 
you know, a lot of the people there, and they'll tell you about the dogmen that, 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 that they've seen in their area, right? I live, right now, I live in Northern California, but I'm not quite up the hill by the Mount Shasta area. It's about four hours away. But I used to live near Mount Shasta, and I also used to live near Happy Camp, which is a, you know up there. And some of you guys that are into Sasquatch will, will know what Happy Camp is. Happy Camp is almost the epicenter for Northern California Sasquatch sightings. And I used to love to go there because all the all the Sasquatch uh, researchers were up there, and there was one cafe in the whole town. So if you got there just at the right time, when they would be coming in from the field, you could hear all their stories and you know their experiences about their investigations. Anyway, we're going to be talking dogmen tonight. We're going to be talking werewolves tonight, and we're going to be talking other stuff tonight. Shapeshifters, shapeshifters, love the idea of shapeshifters. So without further ado, let me bring in my guest, Pamela K. Kinney. Thanks for having me today. I am so excited. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm really excited too. <laughs> How does one like little uh, Google behind you? Oh yeah, yeah. He likes to hang out. He dresses up for the holidays too. <laughs> He's a brat though. He's a brat though. Objects move. You know. You know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about you, please. Tell me about me. Um, well, I write, of course, uh, normally science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Uh, just actually had last week a uh, another anthology release, which had a poem of mine. It's a very Lovecraftian uh, anthology, The Terror at Miskatonic Falls. And that actually took, it was originally supposed to come out in 2012, and then the uh, publisher closed. And it took a few, quite a few years for the publisher to try and find another publisher that he liked, uh, the editor, and ended up he worked for Cemetery Dance. So that's how come it came out, Cemetery Dance. So, uh -huh. yeah, it's, it's it looks good. I got a copy, and it literally is awfully big for anybody that's interested in knowing. I didn't think it was going to be this, this tall. And don't wow! Obviously, I picked up something. That's and like a dictionary. Pretty tall, as you can see. <laughs> that looks like a dictionary. That's awesome. Yeah. So, well, they got in artwork in it to match all the stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's 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 pretty well fast selling for them. Um, but uh, besides that, I wrote about ghost books for Richie, mm -hmm. my editor at the time. Have, was part of Midland Horror Festivals, and she got a job there with the ghost book division because they didn't know what to do. And she asked if any of us wanted to write real ghost stories, not the fake ones. And I kind of knew stories growing up in California, plus having experiences growing up with the fat and my mother, same thing. My father haunting the house when he died after three days after he died, lots of different things. So I knew some stories about here. And I sent us a book proposal, and that started haunted Richmond, Virginia, and on there, the next quite a few, uh, five of them. And then I had a chance in 2020. I thought, oh, you know, I like werewolves anyway. Writing them, I like to read, a, watch mm -hmm. the movies, the scary stuff. And I thought, well, you know, I see people writing different things. I know they aren't always knowing what they're putting down about them. Mm -hmm. So I went ahead and ordered a lot of books. That start because you can't go anywhere in 2020. Mm -hmm. So that all came from Amazon or Barnes and Noble, you know, directly to my house mm -hmm. and looking online and started finding things and started writing this book. And I ended up fixing it and putting it in the way I want. Because when I do nonfiction over fiction, fiction is straight through. Nonfiction, mm -hmm. I can do them in pieces. And then I have to figure out where I want them to be. And I ended up, I uh, asked my editor for, um, my um this book at the time small press in norfolk virginia and she wanted to try take it on I, I know she did a lot of fiction i had fiction for her but that was a little different than you know nonfiction. Uh, before i mm -hmm. even tried to approach my old publisher schiffer and she took it and it's her best-selling book wow <laughs> for two years it was at the top selling hundred at least on amazon you can tell but it's everywhere. It's Barnes and Noble. It can be in the bookstores, everything like that. So, yeah, people are interested in the werewolves and the and the shapeshifters. I mean, mm -hmm. go figure. It's not just writers, but readers. Why do you think people have an interest in it? Well, there's something about something, I guess, changes shape. 
that had to been, if, if you believe it's human at one point, mm-hmm. and I think there's legends for how long they go way back. I mean, King Lycon uh, and the Greek myths was cursed by uh, Zeus because he had fed him a, a, a child he had killed and cooked. Mm-hmm. And so Zeus found out and cursed him to become a monster, which is a werewolf, first werewolf. So uh, it goes way back to that and probably even farther back if we think about it to our prehistoric times, who knows uh, mm-hmm. what goes back. I mean, the Native Americans here and the all over and believe in different things. Mm-hmm. We, we were no better. It's in Europe, it's everywhere. So uh, I guess it's just a fascination with the wolf, not only as a scary thing, but that was actually probably our first animal. It came to us and with now we know, now no thanks to scientists, what I always thought and believed, dogs are wolves. They just came from two different wolves, right. uh, species and, and, and prehistory. So, um, yeah, there's just something about that's our best friend, mm-hmm. but it's also something scary, too. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know what I find interesting, like you say, scary, like with my dogs, sweet as can be, you know, my, my medium sized dog. But one thing, when she bares her teeth and, and you see those canines, that's scary because yeah. that dog that can do a lot of damage, even though it's a family pet, you know. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think they're a branch off of, of, of the wolves. I do agree with you. So when you started, like you say, you did all this research during, you know, during COVID lockdown. Did you find out anything that you didn't know? Because I mean, the, 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 I mean you got all these books laying in front of you. Was, was there stuff that, that stood out to you about these stories that, that, that you had no clue about? Like I grew up, I have Sioux blood in me. So I knew about the Buffalo calf, white Buffalo calf woman, things mm-hmm. like that. I knew about skinwalkers that I did a, a blog a long time ago I used to have a blog and I looked up on them so I kind of knew about skinwalkers but I didn't know about the owl witches though I kind of might have because there have been a couple of things on those tv channels they usually show something about a, people were attacked have bothered it was Mexican people mm-hmm. by a woman they thought was an owl witch so it was probably prevalent there but especially the Kushtika the Ottoman that was interesting. I don't know why, uh, you know, you only see what was one uh, thing on one of the travel channel that shows about a Kushtika, but they don't ever show, but it's a giant eight foot, nine foot otter, man. I mean, otters are cute. And to me, that's right. actually scary because they're cute little cuddly things. I can't see a giant land otter walking out of the forest. that's nine foot tall. I think that would scare wow. me. I've never heard of the otter man. No, there's an indigenous uh, tribe up there that believes in them, and and they actually use them as their boogeyman to keep young men and boys out of the woods. If they're being called not to answer that call to come back home, because it will get them, keep them, and they end up turning into one. Wow, 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 wow! And that was going to be my next question. You know, because we hear about the dogmen. You know, everybody knows pretty much what a dogman looks like at this point or shape, you know, or, or, or something along that line. But is there anything like you just talked about the otter man? Is there anything else out there that people should be aware of that that's, that's that, that, that they say exists? Well, the Wendigo, I mean, it's in here. It changes your shape, uh, even though we might think that at some point someone star- starving. It had to do with starving. And that went back to Native Americans. But they're... Um, it supposedly uh, changes people. And that's why I said shape-shifting isn't always straightforward. It isn't like, okay, the moon, which is probably mm-hmm. not the truth about werewolves, moon, full moon, but there's that, or or someone's cursed, or you know, someone's a witch so they can change shapes like the skinwalkers and the owl witches. But the Wendigo, it, it's a spirit that gets in you and changes the person until they become looking like a, a real... Wendigo, you know, with the horns, the whole thing you see. Are there any areas in the U.S. that have more sightings of these things than others? Not really. At least not with the dogmen. There seems to be all over. Mm -hmm. I know it starts with Beast of Brave Road. I know it started with the Michigan dogmen, but it was older than the Michigan dogmen stories, even in Michigan. And it's been older than that. And it's actually all over the world. People have seen things. So. Uh, you hear that stuff. I 
So it's, 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 and, and werewolf stories have gone back for a long, long time. Germany was very prevalent with it. I, uh, Ran a, I have a, I know a bookseller and uh, Barnes and Noble in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and she told me a story because she bought my book and she was excited. Mm-hmm. Um, when she, I guess her whatever her family lived out there, I guess they were maybe the husband or somebody was stationed, and they had a house. And she got up one night and she heard howling in the this forest was near right by them. I don't know if it was the black forest, one of the big forests out there, and she heard it and a neighbor came out. And she says, what the heck is that? Is that it sounds like a wolf. There's no wolves in Germany anymore. And the woman says, just get in the house. She goes, what do you mean? Just get in the house, lock your door, and don't come out till morning. Don't even worry about it. Just get in the house, and, and I'm going in. And she said the next day it was gone. Well, it, they're not, they did not live far from this famous town that has a statue of a famous werewolf. So a, a story about it. so uh, that that to this day she really believed it. She heard a wolf, not just a dog, dog, but a wild, almost like a a very deep howl. And the person, the neighbor, knew it's like act like she knew what it was. Just get in the house, mm-hmm. just lock your door. Don't worry about it. Like you know, when we think about werewolves, we think you know back to those creature feature movies, right, with Lon Chaney, you know, the whole sil- silver bullet thing and all that. How much of that you think is based on on on, fa- on facts on these stories, or, or do you think it's old fantasy, Hollywood fantasy? Some of it, some of it is. Uh, to to do with there's several ways to become a werewolf. Actually, uh-huh. I have to almost go in my book to tell you all of them. Uh, <laughs> the full moon isn't really true. The only thing I think, if you use it in one thing, context of uh, getting a wolf fur belt and putting right. it around their naked, and they have to do a chant, and um, and it has to be during the full moon, and then they can change, but not after that. Mm-hmm. The, the belt is the changing. There's also been a story about where uh, some people walked, and they came into this place and found this first skins. And these people had these uh, people had used it to become wolves. Uh, in Germany, there's a belief uh, that this uh, story about this baroness that had drank from some water from this spring, hard spring. And well, she became a wolf, but the husband didn't know that. And he came home one night and was attacked by a wolf. So he shot at, uh, chopped at it with his sword, chopped the paw off. Well, after the thing ran away, the paw turned into a hand, a woman's hand. And so he went home, he had wrapped it up, puzzled about this, and walks in and finds his wife in bed, hurting, and she's got her hand all wrapped up. Wow. She was a werewolf because of the spring. In fact, Hitler supposedly believed the story, took his uh, a lot of his Gestapo and had him drink from that. And co- that's why he called them his little werewolves. Hmm. That's very interesting. Really interesting. Have you yourself been out to look for any? Have I tried to? No, I've done ghost hunting though. Okay. okay. <laughs> In fact, I have a, a team and one of my team is actually a professional videographer, so we're filmed by the real thing. We make videos for the companies, or we, you know, he has them for selling if he wants right, to. Right. That's what he does for a living in real life. So he doesn't make money off of this like he does with them, everything else. Absolutely. But uh, no, I haven't done it. It'd be interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing one, but you know, you know, I so, guess. You know, when you look at things like the Wendigo. Well, if I was driving down a lonely road somewhere by myself at night, which I wouldn't do, where would I be most likely to run into something like a Wendigo? Probably in like Minnesota, that area, because that's the tribe that believes in it. So a lot of winter time, probably that Wisconsin, where there's mm-hmm. really nasty win- winter like we're hearing now. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you probably, <clears throat> I would assume any time of the day, but excuse me while I drink my water. Absolutely. I learned that absolutely. absolutely. It's only water, Gary. We have well, allergy problems here. Virginia has warm weather and cold. We don't have any real winter here anymore. Ah, okay. So plants are alive, but um, but probably where there's winter is like that. So mm-hmm. um, and where they would do that, and and but it's been used in stories like by Stephen King. That was mm-hmm. uh, his one the. the 
the one with the cat came back from the dead, but it was set in Maine. Right. But it's actually the like the Midwest, the Minnesota, that sort of area. Okay. Okay. Now, when you think about these things and, and the research you were doing, the, like the, like you kind of you, you, you kind of lead on one that, st that that stood out to you, which would be that Otter Man, which I, I think is fascinating. Are there any others that stood out to you that that kind of made you go wow? You know, when you were doing the research. Let me see if I can go through here. <laughs> well, actually, talking about research and about dogmen or werewolves mm -hmm. and Native Americans, <clears throat> I'm going to read this from my, let's quote the end of my book. Okay, I want to show them. The dog rib nation came to be indigenous, came to be, it's an indigenous myth. An indigenous tribal legend tells of an indigenous person who lived along the Great Bear Lake. He had a female dog who gave birth to eight puppies. He went out to fish one day and left the puppies tied up in his tent to make sure they wouldn't wander away. Now, when he returned at the end of the day, he heard children laughing and ran inside the tent, but only found the puppies. One day he pretended to leave for a day of fishing, but he hid nearby and waited until he heard the childish laughter and talking, and he busted inside. Eight naked boys and girls were playing. He saw eight skins of puppies nearby and he snatched them up and tossed them into the fire. From that day on, the children remained human and became the ancestors of the dog rib nation. And if you think wow. about that, you know, that reminds me of, it's not here, but if you ever heard of Selkies? Yes. With the people, the seals, they use the skin, they leave it there. And yeah. if a pub wants to get one, they could take the skin away and hide it from them. And that mm -hmm. keeps them human. Well, that's probably the same thing if you think about it. Wow. What a cool story. And that's an indigenous myth. That's There's a lot of cool stories with the indigenous. Mm -hmm. uh, the Eskimos have their kind with the, how the narwhal whale, talking about a, a skin a skinwalker, somebody becomes a whale. Uh, mm -hmm. Seals, that different types, birds. The birds, the ravens especially, were cool. It seems like they can put up their beaks and become human-like, put their beak down. So that was an interesting concept right there mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and shape-shifting. How long did it take you to compile all this information? A long time. I had to read first. I wanted to go through everything before I uh -huh. did anything. And then the writing was probably easier. I just had to find the books that I thought I remember things with. And started writing it, and that was it. That that's a little quicker. That's quicker than writing a real a, a made up story. Believe me, <laughs> that's a lot a lot simpler because it's already out there at some point. And um, yeah, it, it took a time, but maybe about no more than three four months. Then uh -huh. after that, I started doing the edits. That's what you want to make sure everything looks good. Uh -huh. And once I got the publisher, she did her edits and things, which is you know, and there it was. And then it came out in 2022. So. Fantastic. So, the, 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 you know, there's, there's several different types of these creatures. Can you describe them for the audience? What kind of creature do you want me to describe? How about the dog man? You know, what, what's the difference between dog man, wolf man, say with dingo and things like that? Just, just, hey, just dog man, the wolf man. I'm going to call it the wolf man because let's. Okay. Be they could be if they're if they are possibly real they could be our inspiration for werewolves people think back in the old times they probably thought was skin people changing and mm -hmm. so that's why i said i kept them separate because there were people mentioning werewolves even here in virginia one in the 1800s but if you think about it uh they call them something else now they look like wolves on their hind legs a lot of times though some people have seen them walking on old fours like a wolf mm -hmm. so you think you're seeing a very awfully big wolf coming you know and then suddenly it starts standing up that's when it goes beyond the really bizarre you know and to, it, it walks on its hind which is an interesting concept because they say you can't really do that so if they're able to do that they're another species some from somewhere else because uh -huh. we can't do uh it we we took us time for our legs to develop for mankind to be able to to actually walk on a time like this. At one point, we were tiny little things. Right. <laughs> in one time, so yeah, and 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 so they looked exactly like you would think. 
So I'm seeing black ones, brown ones, gray ones. Mm -hmm. So um, and it's interesting because there's a couple, some people you kind of think and you believe they're not lying when they mm -hmm. said they see these things. Mm -hmm. So not everybody wants to tell their story and I don't blame them. I mean, someone might think you're crazy. Absolutely. Are there any, and then this is, this might be an odd question, but I know, you know, you hear stories all the time of people that are really terrified when they see them. Are these things supposed to be super aggressive or no? A couple of times you hear stories, but most of the times I think they really rather avoid us or if they're doing anything to scare us, just to scare us away, maybe. Mm -hmm. Because at some point, nobody seems to have been actually hurt mm -hmm. in any of the stories. If they were, somebody would, if they'd been attacked, they would have said, you know, something found put in a hospital. But no, not any of I come across. So I'm just thinking like anything else, it's territorial. It's going to carry you off on purpose too mm -hmm. which means it might be intelligent mm -hmm. so um what is it i don't know is it from another dimension <laughs> i mean there's so many possibilities because there's stories that actually some people have actually seen them walk across the road go into the wood and disappear at a tree and disappear just mm -hmm. not disappear into the dark at that tree they can see it so see you must have been ready by mind because that's what i was just thinking i was that was my next question was, where do you think they come from? Good question. Um, obviously, if they're, <clears throat> I'm not going to say they're real, real until I see it. Right. Like else, but if they're real, maybe another dimension. We have enough, and, and now that we've gotten proof that the military is finally admitting mm -hmm. that they've seen UFOs, but they've always had it with Blue Book. I knew that. Because someone said in a TV show once, well, what? Where, why did anybody mention Blue It's called Blue Book. That's what I kept saying. Blue Book. I grew up in that generation. Right. And so uh, now they're looking, actually, they heard the uh, DOD's looking at that. So um, uh, yeah, I even saw UFOs as a kid. But my mother, she saw it too. So I know I wasn't crazy. And I know how big it was. So who's to say? Could it be from another world? Mm -hmm. be, even that UFOs do are they they're all different sounding than what I saw from what right. I see today. Mine was metal. There was no glowing lights. Uh, could that mean several different types of people visiting us? Could they don't have to come from up there? They could come from another dimension, another world. I don't know. I mean, it's it's that science believes in stuff like that. So who's to say? I mean, kind of makes you wonder, right? Because like a friend of mine said, when I talked about what she said about Bigfoot, oh, no, no, I she works in the woods. She says, I've seen dead things. Mm -hmm. Where do they go? So maybe they don't. They go somewhere mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other thought I've always had with this is that, you know, all these alien, abdu you know, these alleged alien abductions, they're forever doing tests on our DNA. Or people think they're doing tests on our DNA. And it always makes me wonder with these things like Bigfoot and the Dogman, you know, and, and, all, and even the Thunderbird. We'll talk, you know, the Thunderbird. That these are experiments that they did on with human DNA that had gone wrong, and they couldn't control them aboard the ships because they ended up being wild. So they put them down in the forest, thinking that they would survive out there, which they obviously have. So maybe that's what they are. They're just experiments gone wrong. All I know is they're intelligent, so I don't know if that's possibly true or not. I mean, as you hear stories that maybe our government did, and I don't believe that either. I mean, I do know that the, there's a reason the only government would hide about the UFO was the military to begin with, but that's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the military, and I was in the military, so I know kind of how they think. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm probably leaning another dimension. I mean, Stephen King has shown one, and it was at the mist where the suddenly the military that's another thing when the military fooled with something, they mm -hmm. kept it open, and that brought the things more over here. How's to say that there's not a dement a portal like mm -hmm. you ghost hunt? Okay, mm -hmm. I really do believe that there is uh, there another dimension. Some years ago, I wasn't I read about a book a couple of years ago, guys mm -hmm. said the same thing, but years and years ago, somebody mm -hmm. posted that. Heaven and hell are the same time as way as we are right now. Uh -huh. Except another dimension. Uh -huh. 
so that's why you heard about the the veil okay uh, mm -hmm. they they don't always sound as loud even though they try it sounds like some of them do some of them don't uh i'm thinking sometimes they can come through the veil i don't think they can they don't have to stay there if they don't want it that's mm -hmm. another whole ball mm -hmm. of wax uh but um from what i'm learning and talking to some of these things people dead people that i think there's a portal and and sometimes that's why some people see something or catch something at the mm -hmm. right time with their cameras. I mean, you may have to be more psychic than mm -hmm. others, but I think that's what happens. There's always an opening at that point for someone to catch it with their camera or they see something. So uh, I don't, that's why we don't see all the time a lot of dead people walking through here, right? <laughs> right, right. But, Makes but, a lot of sense. So I'm, I'm thinking this is another world, but they, uh, they believe in other worlds, other dimensions. This is, science mm -hmm. maybe what do we know what other worlds are like you know mm -hmm. it, it's probably not gonna be like sliders there's a bunch of all of us in different worlds mm -hmm. i'm just thinking different peoples mm -hmm. different types mm -hmm. well when you were talking about the site you know the uh, military being involved and whatnot we have some cryptids up here closer to where, to where i live in napa in the wine country and they're called rebobs i've never had gone up there to look for any of these things but there's always there's a story of this. I guess they want to say mad scientist, but they think he was paid by the military to do tests on monkeys to make them fly. Devil monkeys? I guess so, to make them fly. And people but claim what? that at some point, either the guy left, the house burned down, or these things escaped because people will be out on this one particular road and they'll see them up in the trees. So. And well, they've got I red eyes. So, you know. I take some things with uh, some things with a grain of salt. I hate to say this. Right, right, right. I'm just saying. A flying monkey sounds like something out of Wizard of Oz. Okay. It does. That's It does. Uh, you know? So uh, it's it's like the bunny man here. They, yeah. A lot of people believe in it. There's a forum I found out when I did my ghost book, Haunted Virginia, Legend of Biff and Drew Tales. The bunny man bridge. He's a famous man in a white bunny suit with a hatchet. Well, they had a librarian here finally wanted to find out what's the truth behind the bunny man because i've been to the bridge i have it in my back back of my book mm -hmm. we've been there and all this stuff you have to go through it and it's only room for one vehicle <laughs> and it actually ended up and looked like farmland in the back come back mm -hmm. now the ghost stuff around it people have done investigations i can see them getting vps it's a whole area virginia is anyway full of civil war mm -hmm. and revolutionary war anyway that's the area up there for both of them um, but the bunny man, it, it sounds like somebody should have had a career as a horror writer. And he finally found, uh, after everything he went through to find anybody that matched a killer like that, he found nothing until the seventies and two police reports. One, a guy in a bunny suit, white bunny suit with a hatchet was threatening this couple. They were sitting at a military guy and his girlfriend talking in the car. And that they called the police after that. And then one where the security guard was in a housing development they were building up there and suddenly he, he, a hatchet was thrown and it hit and right into the one of the parts of the wall of the house yeah so and of course that 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 was the closest to what could be the bunny man somebody took the idea of the that guy in the suit I don't know, probably some cuckoo guy. And oh, let's write them teenagers, let's tell stories. And because every year they would go up there on Halloween to see right. if they could see the bunny man. Because if he catches you, you're you might be toast. And of course, at the end, the cops are always going up there on Halloween to go stop the kids. But um, that's yeah, funny. I, I say some things I take with a grain of salt. I'm pretty sure that the when you hear some of the weirdest things, I mean, the jackalope, be honest, a yeah. bunny with right. horns. <laughs> It'd be cute. Well, I was going through, and then this is the this is kind of unrelated, but I thought it was funny, you know, because we all watch these movies, we all watch these horror movies, and that's why you think of things like the, you know, like the Bunny Man. And I was going through the the drive through at the pharmacy today, and they have they they have the little drawer thing that pops out, you know, with 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 your supplies and stuff. And the first thing I thought of was Adam Lecter <laughs> when they're feeding them, you know, or, or she's giving him the different stuff to read. The drawer pops open, you know, that pops back. It's got that sound where it pops back in. And that's what I was thinking of the day when I was going through there. 
<laughs> so the weirdest thoughts occur. Do you find yourself, and I do this because living in North, North Dakota, and one of the roads that you have to take there is very dark, very twisty, in the middle of the woods, that kind of thing. I find myself when I'm driving or I'm, I'm a passenger in the vehicle peering out to see if I can see Sasquatch. You know, maybe he's watching me from the side of the road. Do you, after writing this book, do you find yourself, you know, even as a ghost hunter, right? Because you go into different places anyway. But do you find yourself peering out the windows and stuff, trying to thinking, well, maybe, maybe, maybe tonight's the night. Maybe I'll see one. I, I always think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, Charles City, Virginia is not far from here, and it's uh, between Williamsburg and us, uh, mm -hmm. Hopewell, and it uh, Prince George, actually. And it has uh, a lot of wood. So, I mean, uh, I, I actually investigated at a uh, famous uh, bed and breakfast there, which is haunted, and I actually caught it's in my uh, one of my books, too, other books, uh, Two Ghost Dogs. <laughs> But uh, the whole thing is, I think, and this would be a place Bigfoot would like to be. And I kept, when I was going home one night for something else, I thought, you know, I don't know if I want to see Bigfoot standing next to a tree on the wrong route five here. I'm going home. But it's a possible place. Same thing in the mountains. I mean, the, the dogman and that. Uh, yeah. There. So, yeah. yeah uh, I'll actually be up there in June, both areas, uh, one weekend. I'll be there for a UFO fest of all things of the vendor. And then the other weekend, I'll be at this two-day uh, uh, Virginia Bigfoot Con. So it's up in the mountains uh, there, too, so on the other side. So who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe. Right, or right, right, right. If I could convince my husband, he might not want to do that, though. <laughs> um. When we talk about the dogmen and these shapeshifters, can you kind of give us some background on what their behavior is? Because a lot of people, you know, when they think of the dogmen, you know, they're, they're, they think of they're sitting there and then this, this dogman just, just appears on the side of the road. Or they're, maybe their car stalled and it appears on the side of the road. What, 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 what traits and characteristics do they have? I mean, because you say they're so intelligent. So do, do they stalk people? Or are they calculated? In what, or do you think they're calculated in what they do? Or how does that work? Generally, I, I don't think they probably do anything with us except they want to scare us off. But mm -hmm. mostly I think if someone, I know I've heard stories where people have deer in the back, of same thing with Bigfoot, uh, mm -hmm. back deer in the back of their, they hunt it and they're taking it back on a truck and then they something gets in the back of their car and the deer is gone. So they're probably wanting to get the deer, you know, food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I don't think... Basically, they're doing it. I don't believe that they have the power to to make us do things. I mean, I've seen some stories I got in here, like guardians of bridges and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But uh, I don't think they have any more powers if they're the real deal that that we think they do. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think they're people changing shape. Of course, then I might be proven wrong one day. And if I count on right. do that, but right, 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 right. right. But um, no, I, I really don't think they're out to get us i mean at least you intentionally want to do something like in a horror movie where you hit the wolf or the the werewolf you hit something yeah. like that and it comes after you then that might be a different story or hurt its kid mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh, but i i think most times if, if there was anything wrong we would have had stories of people being killed and there's nothing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you had the chance to physically go out and interview people about this not about this, no. Uh, I couldn't do that during 2020. Right, right. Uh, but uh, I do. I, I did ask people that had experiences to contact me, at least on my Facebook. You know, they could contact me that or for my email. But that's as much as I did. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of this ended up being what I could find in books and online and stuff. I, I wish, and I couldn't go to these places too. Usually, like the ghost books, I you have to take for shipper pictures of the place. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's no way other than Virginia. That's why there's a timber wolf in it. That's from our zoo here, uh, the Richmond Zoo. Um, he's actually a nice big timber wolf. He has a female mate, and they have actually had pups last year. Um, but uh, I can't get to Alaska. Would love to. It's been right. gorgeous right. pictures. Right. I mean, but you know, there's a lot of things you can't do other than you know, old, you know pictures that you can use it's open to the uh public domain or things like that the 
it would have been interesting. Then I could been interesting if I could have been able to interview. But by the time it came out, no, there was no way. The pandemic did a lot of things, so it took it took us a couple of years to be able to safely go back and do whatever we have to do normally in life. So do uh, they act similarly? You know, obviously, they're across the United States. There, there are other places in the world. But in, but in your research, did you find that they acted somewhat alike, or are, did you, they act differently for every area they're in? Do you think? Not really. They acted basically the same thing. Uh -huh. A lot of people come across them if they're uh, crossing the road, or or if they're walking, and they come across them that way. I mean, in the woods, uh -huh. but not any more different than anything else. So, the only the time to be so. Let's see. I, oh, she says um, she read that dogmen are supposedly aggressive towards humans. Not the ones there. Yeah, if anything would be aggressive. Think about if you're going to a wild wolf or a dog mm -hmm. into their territory, mm -hmm. what do they do? Mm -hmm. If you're going up to them purposely right. or threatening them, maybe, yeah, I would say something aggressive. But again, what I haven't read through, nobody has really died or right. gotten hurt or ended up in a hospital because of being attacked by mm -hmm. or scratched mm -hmm. or anything. We haven't had that. So, I, you know, maybe in the old legends of werewolves, mm -hmm. they were, and I don't know um, how that was different or not. I know the stories about old European wolves. Mm -hmm. They used to be the our timber wolves are, are really actually gentle. Uh, I mean, they'll do any any aggressive dog, but they're gentle. Big, the biggest wolves in the world is the timber wolf. But in Europe, in the old times, those wolves were not, I gather. They were ag aggressive. Mm -hmm. They attacked people. They, of course, probably ate dead bodies thrown up, especially during the pandemic, when they had their version of the pandemic, which was the Black Plague. Mm -hmm. So these wolves were a little more aggressive. So a uh, different species. Is that the cause of, of werewolves? I don't know. But then we have stories of people, that werewolves that walk on legs. Mm -hmm. But we also have serial killers that said they were, said the devil made them that way. That's mm -hmm. actually one was in Germany. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but otherwise not in modern times that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking if you don't do something dumb. And right. Don't approach anything wild anyway at this point. I wouldn't right. go up to Brooklyn and say, here, shake my hand. I mean. <laughs> and, I, and I agree with you. I think you hit the nail on the head when you're talking territory. It's like any other animal. You know, they could have been out there for years. And the more we build out in the forest, you know, the more yeah. we build in our domestic areas, the more we're encroaching on their territory. So people are going to see them a lot more. And I would be upset, too. I mean, if, if I had lived there for... 70 years or whatever, however they age, you know, or, or generation after generation, and then all of a sudden these people are encroaching on my territory, I wouldn't be very happy about it either. They have all those subdivisions there. That's happening here. They used to believe there were no mountain lions. They were extinct as of 1900s. Mm -hmm. And I said, that cannot be a possibility. That's in my haunted Virginia, uh, that people have seen it, and they say, oh, no, they saw bobcats. Well, number one, I grew up in California, by the way, so I know what a mountain lion looks like. And I sure as hell know what a bobcat looks like because I even had a cat that was half bobcat that mm -hmm. was out there. So uh, you can tell the difference. And finally, they got pictures here. And it was a few years later saying, yeah, I think this is a mountain lion. Of course, they're being encroached in, in all these areas all over the United States. They're moving to here. We have eastern coyotes, but I think we had coyotes more coming out because they're being pushed away from somewhere else too mm -hmm. so it's like anything else i mean right i mean bigfoot i mean that's pretty hard <laughs> i don't care if the, the joke of he's the world's greatest uh hider or something like that right. uh, it's it's a lot when you have a lot of places being built up that you never have seen mm -hmm. and a few uh, years ago um what's the story a short pump out here when we came back in 84 six from a convention go home through there it was nothing it was farmland and everything you go by there today in short pump virginia mm -hmm. giant uh a town center uh lots of stores everything and they're keep building out toward goochland so mm -hmm. there is probably not that much that's why people see bears coming up here they see mm -hmm. deer 
going all the way to downtown Richmond and breaking through the glass or in Chesterfield here. So, yeah, we're, same thing would be with the if Bigfoot and, and the dogmen are real. I can, well, I can attest to that. I live in a very, I want to say suburban area. We're about six blocks from the river, maybe seven. And it amazes me that there's coyotes that you see walking through here at night. Yeah. It amazes me because there's three major intersections. And I mean major intersections with lots of traffic at 24 hours a day that people aren't seeing these things crossing the streets to get into my subdivision. They're really smart. Animals yeah. are smart. So who's to say that a Bigfoot's not walking through your place? Who's to say that a wolfman's not walking through your place at night? Right, right. What do you think when you look at the movies that, that have been done, you know, main, and, and the books, the different books that have been done, compared to, say, you know, what the reality is for these for these animals, how much has been how much has been embellished? You think everything? Uh, some things are embellished. I have a the filmmaker friend of mine says the ghost shows that we watch. People think everything is always about demons and everything they're believing in it. Yeah, it's not. It's probably a lot of times boring. He's right. It's mm -hmm. because because Holly, if they if they gave everybody if go if they did real ghost hunters and there was nothing much going on, people wouldn't be watching the show. It'd be that's true. Off. So yeah. it's the same thing with in, in movies. You got to have something to scare, especially if it's a horror flick. Anyway, mm -hmm. you make it scary. Uh, the werewolves and stuff. Um, there's been some good ones though, and there's been some good books too. Actually, there's a book. Uh, 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 on, only good Indian, little Indians or something. Anyway, it's a horror. It came out a couple of years. I reviewed it for I Smell Sheep, and it was about elk woman. But he was—he's actually Native American in his bloodline, so he knew about it from that era with that particular group, which was Blackfeet. So mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of good books out there that have, you know, are getting all different types of stuff. But um, yeah, there's some good werewolves books. There's some not so good. I read them. <laughs> I get one to read, and it's like, oh my gosh, they don't even write good. <laughs> But um, but there's a lot of them. That, uh, yeah, you have to take a different take anyway. I mean, mm -hmm. you're competing with every werewolf story. Nobody's gonna buy, uh, a publisher's not gonna buy just because it's werewolves. In fact, sometimes some don't even want werewolves anymore or mm -hmm. vampires. So mm -hmm. so you have to do a different take. But uh, yeah, but there's some good ones out there. Uh, just, Dog Soldiers is one. I'll tell you, watch that one. That's a good one. I was just thinking about the Twilight movies too, and the werewolves in there. No, that that's not. Know, that's just, that's just, I'm not even gonna go there, but that, that thought occurred to me. <laughs> she made money though, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, she did. But it's no, it's not the best. <laughs> I couldn't finish the book. I tried the first one. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, let's talk about shapeshifters a little bit. You know, we we we, we kind of lit on that earlier. What is a shapeshifter? One that can that change shape. Like I said, it doesn't depends. When Deagle puts in you a spirit, it mm -hmm. changes your shape. Eventually, you become that. Just not a only a cannibal. You become Wendigo. Um, skinwalkers or witches. Some of them are all witches. They use magic to turn into something. Of course, it's they're not good witches. Actually, uh, mm -hmm. skinwalkers. Uh, Nahal. In fact, in fact, I think in uh, Aztec legends they had it. Go, mm -hmm. Goes back that far back. Um, that they can change shape by killing somebody or something like that. They have to do something particularly evil enough to become a skinwalker. And it's not, people have gotten this impression <laughs> that it's werewolves. In fact, I just saw uh, mm -hmm. a new movies that coming out, a d documentary that got one about skinwalkers coming out and he's calling them werewolves. I'm thinking, I want to tell them, You're, don't do that. That's wrong. <laughs> but it's, they're not. They can change into a wolf, coyote, hawk, eagle, mostly predator type creatures. And mm -hmm. uh, they look like they're always wearing skins of animals. So, and supposedly like, now this is interesting. I, I did discover this when I did the book. Obviously I mean, all this stuff, I pegged it out, all of them. Mm -hmm. I knew the skinwalker had the story that if you thought about them or spoke about them, their name, they might come to you and 
had come out there to curse you, okay? But it's not the only one. The Kushtika has that. Same thing. That's why they don't want to speak about it. They don't want to talk about it or think about it. It'll come after you. There's another one. The Wendigo does that too. Mm-hmm. And there's another one. I can't remember. It's a real small little story. I didn't find much on it from an Indian tribe. So it's obviously prevalent that if you think about these things or speak about them, they might come mm-hmm. to you. And they didn't want them to come to them. <laughs> That's incredible. You know, these stories you have. And I, I read your book. I love your book. In fact, I'm going to read it a second time. I love it so much. Lots of information in there. Lots of good stories. What story out of that whole book? I know we talked about Otter Guy, Otter Man. Is there another story that stood out to you? Oh, gosh. Well, let me see what I got in here. I like the Kushtika. Don't ask me, I guess, because he was so different. Uh-huh. Beeline Shapeshifters. Okay, we do have out here in Virginia and North Carolina. And let me find out where he's at. Else. It's called the... By the way, guys, it's really a good book. You guys need to get it. I love the The book. Wampus Kitty. The Wampus Cat. Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Uh, It all starts actually with an Indian Native American story of the tribe where the woman had saw her husband go off with the men, always with the chief and all them. He went off with the chief and the others. And they went around like to do whatever they did. Like men and women had to stay separately, right? Well, she stuck in there and was listening to it one night. They caught her. Well, because of that, she was cursed. I think they had a shaman to become half mountain lion, half woman. Whoa. The wampus cat. And there's stories now that people actually, some people believe in, in the South that there is something when their cattle gets attacked or something that they think it's wampus cat doing it. So uh, it, it's prevalent all the way into the white people society or the black people society. But it started out as Native Americans. So, um yeah, that's an interesting concept right there, and kind of a scary concept. It is a scary concept. Is she able to shift uh, her shape, or, or does she just turn into the cat? She turned the cat, but she can shape it, and that, that she's able to shape shift into that. Whether it's wow. by and that can be by a curse. Like I said, things are all the shapeshifters aren't all black and white. They're uh, either uh-huh. become that way because they're witches and they do something bad. Or giant wine otters, if you're caught by them, they, they only take boys or men, which right. is interesting, not women. Uh, Wendigo, it's one way. Uh, uh, werewolves, supposedly, there's so many different ways to do it. Uh, that, that That's the difference. Uh, so uh, the same thing, you know, curses and things like that. So mm-hmm. it, it, here it is. That's one of the stories like that, that the wampus cat. Mm-hmm. So um, I I take that one with a grain of salt myself, but it's still a good story, and it's got me interested in wanting to do a horror story with it. So that would be cool. That'd be very cool. You got quite a few books out, huh? Yeah, the anthologies are coming out like crazy right now. I'm supposed to have later this year a YA dark fantasy called Demon Memories about a demon possessed girl. And at one point, I'm not going to go in. So it's it's going to be a series. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a trilogy. It's set in a mythical town in West Virginia, western part of Virginia. That's not really there, called Moon Ridge. That supposedly witches founded it. <laughs> so yeah, and so, but uh, I do have anthologies. I had two that just came out, and one's coming out April 4th, and that's a uh, all women military veterans wrote it, plus oh. military women military veterans published it, that's a publisher, uh-huh. edited it, did the illustrations inside. She actually works for the DLD today, that one inside. And the cover is done by the same thing. So it's all women military. It's a charity one. We got, she did a Kickstarter, got our money. And now that once it comes out regular, it will be sold. Some of that money will go toward the Veterans Foundation for the Women Military villain's programs so uh there's a lot of ghost story a lot of good interesting stories and poems in it i would tell anybody to to buy it because it's first of its kind nobody's ever done it before they tried a couple times she found out never did it so she's the first to get one out how nice 
It's called the Haunted Zone. The Haunted. Yeah, that just sounds so exciting. Yeah, boring, with it. I mean, because I see all the books, it surprised me when I got on there. Uh, you know, after I talked to you on the phone, you know, and I was looking at your your, your Dogman book, but then I saw all these other books, and it's like, wow, that's a, you know, that's dedication, good ideas, and dedication. I like to write, so especially okay. if it's made up stories, I'm mm -hmm. playing in my little world. So, is it hard to get ideas though? No, not for me. It comes in my head. It's always been like that since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But it does help to have the ghost books and like this book here, Werewolves, and, and the other shapeshifter stories to give me ideas. The Bunny Man inspired me to write a horror story. I still haven't published, got it published oh, yeah. yet. But, uh, the Bunny Man, uh, guy gets possessed by the Bunny Man spirit. Wow. And he goes, uh, yeah, he's, it's to do with Halloween haunts and the whole thing. So Absolutely, absolutely. This has been fun. This hour blew by. And I thank you for coming on. I was so looking forward to this and it did not disappoint. I learned so much. Well, I thank you for having me tonight. Absolutely. We'll have to get you back on sure. when, when one of your other books comes out. We can talk some more to you. I can pick your brain all night. <laughs> uh, how, how can people find you? Uh, well, my website to start with. <clears throat> Pamela K. Kinney, it's P-A-M-E-L-A-K-K-I-N-N-E-Y.com. That's my website. Or I'm on Facebook, both as a Facebook page author, Pamela K. Kinney slash author, or Pamela K. Kinney. They could probably put it in there and search for it. I'm on Instagram. So, uh, you know, things like that. So. And, and then you get your books on Amazon or, or everywhere else too. They can get on Amazon. Most of uh, most of them will be there'll be some that are Amazon only. That's just because that's what the publishers did. Or mm -hmm. my one self-published book, How the Vortex Changed My Life. That's on Urban Fascinated Horror. Mm -hmm. Uh right now. I'm gonna try and take it down and probably see either my publisher will probably take it or I'll do it myself, put it for Ingram so I can get it in the bookstores because it's starting to sell. Um, but uh they can also find a lot of them on Barnes and Noble, just look, you know, under my name, uh, Books a Million, uh, bookshop.org, if they want to look at it, helps independent bookstores. Or, and if they find the, um, if they want one of the books, gets a little uh, ISBN, and they could probably go to their indie bookstores for the ones that are able to get everywhere and just order uh -huh. it to them too. And uh, through the publisher, at least Schiffer has also their own website selling my ghost books. So, Cool, cool, cool. Well, once again, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me again. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. All right, guys. I learned so much. I love talking about that topic. I love talking about cryptids to begin with. And all I can say is, wow, that was great. All right. I'll be back on Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific. I will be reading from a true ghost stories book. Some of those things are spine tingling. Some of those things had me looking over my shoulder last Sunday when I when I was reading them. Wow, wow, wow. That's all I can say. So you, so if you feel like you want to sit back and cuddle up in front of a fire with some wine in your hand or whatever and hear ghost stories, those are the stories to, those are the stories to listen to. You. Monday, Mary Rodwell is going to be with us. She's going to be talking about alien abductions and children. And that will be our usual time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Well, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I know I will. And uh, I will uh, forward uh, some of Ham's information for you guys to uh, follow up on for her book. And then uh, we're going to call it a day. So here we go. Her website is PamelaKKinney.com, all lowercase. And, of course, she said she is on Facebook. So you can you know look up her name there. The book that we were talking about tonight is Werewolves, Dogmen, and Shapeshifters, Stalking North America. And, of course, that's available at Amazon and other booksellers. Okay, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. Again, we are Equal Opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. We're just trying to get the word out about our little, little show. So, uh... Show us some love. Show us some thumbs up if you like what you heard saw tonight. I would appreciate it. But I will see you guys uh, Sunday, 6 p.m. Pacific. Have a great weekend.